It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Recording started. Recording started. Recording started. Okay, can you guys hear me now? Yeah. Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good, good. I don't know what that is, but sometimes I have to go in through the cell phone first. Uh, but we are we are on time and we are on track. So what I'm going to do now, I'm about to go live on the um, Truth Hour page. And so what you guys can do is, and we want to acknowledge Marcus. Marcus, 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 that's my mom. That's my mom. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, I hear her. Okay, good. So um, what I'm going to do right now is go live on the Truth Hour page. I'm going to do the introduction. Uh, she probably have to step step away a little bit. I'm going to mute you, uh, Genesis, for a moment. She's probably too close to you, so we're getting that feedback. She probably have to go in the other room. But I'm about to go live right now on the Truth Hour page, and then you guys can share it and invite people, and then I'll come back to you um, and unmute you. And the first thing we'll do is we won't get into what we are what we're going to talk about when I first bring you guys on. We'll just talk about why this is so important to you before we get into your um, into your things that you're going to cover today. So let's go live. Five, four, three, two, one. Peace and blessings out there, everybody. You're live on What's the Real Deal? Israel here on the four-time national award-winning POET radio. I am excited tonight about this particular or today about this particular show. I'm very excited because, of course, this is the time for our young sisters, brothers, and it's time for them to have their say. Um, everybody's muted, guys, so don't worry about being muted. I'm going to unmute everybody, so don't worry about being muted. Um, and we see everybody that's on the line. Uh, but right now, if you guys can go to the page, start a watch party, and share the page, and to get other people to come on to the show and attract it to the show, now is the time to do that. We want to greet everybody that's out there. Let us know where you are watching from, for those who are tuned in. Um, let us know where, where you're watching from. We have Brother Jordan Stubbs on. Peace and blessings to you. Uh, we appreciate you for coming on with us um, today. All right. I'm going to send a message to Team Truth Hour and all our brothers and sisters. So when you guys get that, definitely go on and you guys can share the live feed. I want to thank all of you all for tuning in on the Lord's Sabbath day. We're going to have some clear-cut discussions on the struggle of black people in America. We've been called Negro. We've been called colored. We've been called uh, African-American, which is what they call us today. But brothers and sisters, make no mistake, we are Israelites, sons and daughters of the transatlantic slave trade. And if you go into the Zondervan's Bible Dictionary, right, because we're confused with Africans so much, but if you go look up the definition of Ham, which is the progenitor of the African nations, the father of the African nations, if you look in the Zondervan Bible Dictionary, right, and I know I have um, a copy of it here, you look in the Zondervan Bible Dictionary and you look up the definition of Ham, says he was born about 96 years before the flood, one of the eight persons to live through the flood and to be on the ark. He was the progenitor of the dark races, not the Negroes. 
with the Egyptians, the Canaanites. And so what we want to do is establish a clear-cut situation as to who we are, number one. Why we are in the condition that we are in, number two. And then number three, how long will we be in this condition and when will we get out of the condition that we are currently in? So let's go to the, uh, our, our wonderful host, um, our wonderful host this evening. We're going to start off with Genesis. Genesis, um, please introduce yourself to the people. Let them know how old you are and then let them know why this topic today is so important. And I want to make sure, Genesis, are you 708-269? Uh, put your phone number in the inbox, Genesis. Let's go to Sydney. Sydney, oh. can you hear me? Okay, there you go. Yeah, my, yeah. okay, my bad. Um, yeah, my name is Genesis. My number is uh, 708-269. Okay. Um, okay. I'm 20 years old. All right, and let's yeah, um, go ahead. Um, I said uh, this is just important to me because I see so many of my peers so angry, and mm -hmm. um, you know, and I understand it is very upsetting, but I don't think people realize where this is actually coming from. So I'm just here today talk about this and give straight book as to why and how why this is happening to us and that's why it's very important to me I, I love it I love it I love it and brothers and sisters you know this is coming from the mouth of that generation she's 20 years old her peers right. are angry you know and again they're angry without understanding and that's where the anger comes in right. so she's going to give you guys some clarity as to according to the book why we are in the condition that we're in, the difference between the freedom that uh, we actually want versus the, the freedom that they can give us. They can't give us the freedom that we so desire. So I don't want to get all into it, but she's going to get into it. Uh, let's go ahead and go to Sister Sydney. Uh, let everybody know who you are, where you're from, how old you are, and why this subject is so important today to you. Hello, everybody. Happy Sabbath. Uh, my name is Sydney. I am 26 years old here in St. Louis, Missouri. And, you know, just as Sister said, um, this topic is very important amongst, you know, my generation and my, my people who are my age. I see a lot of people who are upset and angry and confused and, you know, they have a lot of questions. And, you know, I think that we're here to just, you know, provide a little bit more clarity and insight and to give a little bit more um you know, history, real history as to why we are put through these, you know, these circumstances and put these curses, why these curses are placed upon us. Um, so, I mean, right now I just wanted to share and, you know, let let our generation know, you know, and keep it real and, you know, be 100 with everyone and um, hopefully, you know, reach reach those people who are looking for answers and looking for clarity. I, I like this. She said, keeping it real and keeping it 100. I, I love that young generation, boy. Uh, Genesis and Sydney, make sure you guys um, check the inboxes, okay, um, the, our inbox, our what's the real deal inbox so we can communicate with one another during the show. Let's go ahead and go to our first caller. 
Um, Genesis, we're getting feedback from your phone. So um, if you are on speakerphone, make sure you come off speakerphone. Let's go ahead and go to the callers real quick. And uh, let's go to 708-733. 708-733. Caller, state your name, where you're calling from. Seven zero eight seven three three. Okay, and if you guys are just listening, just let us know you're just listening. Don't be nervous. Okay, we're not going to force you to speak. Let's go to seven zero eight nine six five seven zero eight nine six five. Caller, you are on the line with what's the real deal, Israel? State your name and where you're calling from. Okay. And let me check. Um, Sydney and Genesis, you two can still uh, hear me, correct? My parents, yes, they're I just listening. Th- those are my parents. They're just listening. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. Let's go to uh, 216-882. 216-882. Paula, you're on the line. 216-882. State your name and where you're calling from. Uh, do you mean 2785 in my own life? Yes, uh, yes, you're on the line. Go ahead. State yes, how you doing? My name, my name is Wallace Caffey. I'm calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, All right. Uh, I, I believe that the topic of the show is the state of where we are right now as uh, yes. not as a race of people as well as a country and as a world. Um, when we turn from God and his commandments, we lose our way. Sin has infiltrated the world ever since Adam partook of the knowledge of the tree of evil, good and evil. And from that point, it's all been part of the blueprint that the Lord has laid out, and we're in that process right now. Some of the greatest things that's about to hit this country this is nothing compared to, as the eighth verse says in the 24th chapter of Matthew, this is the beginning of sorrows. You know, we was going over last night about the, about the famines, the locusts that has just hit America. It's coming through Argentina right now. Over there in Australia, we got the pestilences. We got the typhoid, the Ebola just kicked back up about a month ago. We have the typhus that's in California besides this bacteria or virus called coronavirus. It's all biblically prophesied where we are. And it's not about Martin Luther King way of marching us out. It's not about uh, Malcolm X or the Nation of Islam and fighting prepared. I saw a video the other day that's really sort of scared me to the fact because everybody on there had on all black and it was brothers and sisters and they ready to shoot back now. They say we ain't taking it no more. And it was a song. And I was saying, no, that's not the way to go. The way to go is to recognize that you're powerless against the curse that God put on us. You can't fight your way out. You can't buy your way out. You can only thing you can do is increase in knowledge of what God says and turn back to the one who has the power to just like he stopped this whole world financially, Disney World, Major League Baseball, brought it to a halt. This is nothing compared to the power he got. But we, as the ones who have the knowledge, we have to get out on the forefront and we have to tell the world, and if they refuse to listen to us, then try it your way. 
Go in the jail. Leave your family because you got locked up and you got emotional and you all in this crazy thing of thinking that you're going to beat back somebody who has an army that can come and snuff you out at any moment. The thing is, God is letting us know, I'm on my way back. Somebody got to warn the world because the true God of the Bible, it don't believe whether, whether you believe him or not. Just watch CNN. It's going to tell you he's on his way back. That's what we have to do. Brother, we could just end the show right here. <laughs> this brother put it down. Brother, what's your name again? Uh, brother Wallace from Cleveland, Ohio. We're going to go ahead and go to our youth right now, these young adults. Um, let's go to Genesis. And Genesis, you can go ahead and give your response um, to what this um, gentleman said and called on the line. Uh, man, just a very powerful statement about the state of the condition that we are in right now as a nation of people in America. Uh, let's go ahead and go to Genesis for her 30-second response. Um, Brother Wallace, I wholeheartedly agree, agree with you. I mean, um, people are out here doing this and that. I'm going to fight back. I'm tired. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of that. But people don't realize it's from the Lord. He caused this. Amos 3 and 6, he says, did I do evil and I have not done it? So I think people need to realize that it, it is what it is, and it's not going to change until the Lord comes back. That's right. All right. Let's go to Sister Sydney. Sister Sydney, go ahead and give your response to our brother Wallace. Call in who just put it down. Go ahead, my sister. I heard him. I heard him. I'm over here like, amen, brother, amen. Like, I, I agree. I agree absolutely with everything that you said, you know, with the curses. We can't fight a curse, you know, that the Lord put on us. And as you can see, he can shut things down real quick, you know, with shut it down, shut everything down. And as we seeing all of it come come to pass, and you know, it's 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 like so said, there's nothing that we can really do about it. Um, us being in the truth, we can just stand there and watch it and kind of preach it and and let and kind of warn and, and be here for those people who are seeking and wanting, you know, wanting to know answers as to why. And that's kind of what we're here for too, to kind of, you know, explain to them and kind of help guide, lead our people so that they can get some understanding as to what's going on as well. So I agree with you, brother. Thank you. And, and I'd like to say, if I'm, if I'm still on, you said one key word, warn them. We're nothing but the mouthpiece of God. God tells us once we have acquired the knowledge, we've been baptized in his name, that our sins have been remitted. He says, now your priesthood is being restored. Now we have to eat and supply ourselves with his wisdom and knowledge. Now we have to go to the world. And just like he said in Mark 16 and 20, he said, I'll be working with you, but I'll be confirming my word with signs. So you tell them what they do with it. As we went over last night, a group of us, and we was talking about the sword, the seeds in Matthew 13, there's only three soils that's going to reject the word of God. The stony, we have the wayside, and we have the, uh, we have the uh, stony, the wayside, and uh, my, my goodness, I'm forgetting the third one. But each one of those soils is not going to return, retain the word of God and grow proper and good fruit. They're not. But the one soil that is, and as you said, sister, for those who will listen, See, once we share the word, some of us don't even know that we are still Israel. We do not even know that the Bible was, was written by us, to us, 
for us, and our job is not to think that we above everybody else. It's just to do what the Bible told us to do, warn the world. I'm on my way back. I came once, but I'm on my way back, not as a lamb, but as a lion. And for those who believe on what you tell them that I said in my book that I left for you to read and attain knowledge and understanding, if you, if you believe me, the Bible says you shall be saved at the end, not because you believe right now, because as long as you're breathing, you can still be susceptible to sin. Once saved and always saved, that's a fallacy because you're not finished yet. You still could be tempted because you're still in the same suit. So we have to get out there and warn the world, prepare yourself, because when he come back, he's going to come back exactly how he says. And he said, according to your works, I come quickly with your reward. So if you've been unjust, according to Matthew, I mean, Revelation 22, if you've been in that place where you've been filthy, stay there. If you've been righteous, stay right there. If you've been holy, stay there because I come quickly with your reward. And at the end of the day, he's going to make a believer out of everybody. Every knee going to bow and every tongue going to confess that he is Lord. That sounds like God to me. I ain't never heard no God ever claim a DNA test on everything that got breath, say, y'all going to praise me. And we got to tell the world that the God of the Bible, that God is the only God. Everybody else, everything else, you've been deceived. But I do just want to thank you on that one word. All we are to do is warn the people. What they do with it, and as we were talking last night, the only thing that we have to do after we warn the people is to make sure that we did it in excellence. Lord, did I do it right? If we've done that right, he said, move on to the next soil. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Thank you so much, my Thank, Thank you, you so for much, sharing. my brother. You just definitely yeah. lit it in tonight, my brother. That was our brother Wallace calling in, and he touched on something that I just want to mention real quick. Let's go to Matthew, the 13th chapter. He talked about the seeds, how you plant the seeds, and how some will listen to you and some won't. So if we go to Matthew, the 13th chapter, and pick it up at verse 3. It says, And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a soul went forth to sow. And when he sold, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness on earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, because they had no root and withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some and a hundredfold and sixtyfold and thirtyfold. Who has an ear? Let him hear. And then it goes on to say, and I just want to jump back to the um, to the meaning of those. It says, uh, let me see, because he said he gave it two different ways um, to read the parable. Uh, let me see. Okay, here it is. This is the answer to the parable for those who didn't understand the way he was putting it. It says at verse 37, did we still in the book of Matthew, verse 37, he answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the word. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. 
The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire. We're talking about the lake of fire. So shall it be in the end of this world. And so it just goes on in the middle of that, and I just jump to the end. But if you go into the middle, it'll talk about how when you give this word to someone, some of the people will be ripe enough in their spirit to understand and to receive this word. And then some people will be excited and heard it, and they'll go tell somebody else, and then somebody will come and say, oh, don't listen to them. Those, those Israel, they call themselves Israelites. They're a cult. We're Christians, brothers and sisters. We're Bible-based Christians. Our nationality is Israelite. And so we want to educate the people, and we got a lot of information to get into the show, but read Matthew, the 13th chapter, on your own, and it will give you a clear-cut example of what Brother Wallace was talking about and actually what we go through as warners and witnesses on this earth today and forming our people as to the sign of the time as it relates to um, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the world, and what is to come. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to... Um, seven oh eight nine six five. You know what? Let's do this. If you would like to speak, press star two on your phone. Let's do that. If you would like to speak, press star two on your phone. And then what I can do instead of going to everyone trying to ask them if they have something that they would like to say, then they would um their hand would pop up. But I know this brother got something to say. Let's go to 773-808. 773-808. Call and state your name and where you're calling from. 773-808. Make sure you're not on mute. I know that this is Brother Duncan because I recognize the uh, phone number. Um, 773-808, are you there? Okay, well, we have not been able to get him on. <clears throat> the host has some information that they would like to share with you all. And let's see, 708-965. All right. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to go to our host, and our host is going to give you their summation on this issue. And we want to be clear, brothers and sisters, the question on the table today is when it comes to the quote-unquote black struggle, and we know that it's really an Israelite struggle, but for the terms of identifying something that the world would know, when it comes to fighting for freedom, justice, and equality, will the marching and protesting really change our condition? So let's go ahead and go to Genesis. She's going to give you her information from the book as to um, what her answer is to that question. Genesis, we're going to turn it over to you. So first, I'm going to explain how we got here, okay? I want to start at Deuteronomy 28 and 1, and I think, and um, just follow along, but Deuteronomy 28 verse 1 says, And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to absorb, observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Blessed shall thou be in the city, and blessed shall they be in the field. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 13. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If thou 
is that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to absorb and to do them. Now that's the blessing. I'm not going to go through all the blessings because I have shorter time, but you can read that on your own. But now I'm going to go to the curses and skip down to verse 15. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day, and that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shall thou be in the city, and cursed shall thou be in the field. So you curse everywhere you go. Verse 16. Oh, I read that. And I'm skip to verse 25. The Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies. Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them. And thou shalt be removed into all kingdoms of the earth. Everywhere you go, and no matter where you go, you're going to see Israel. You're going to see Israel where you don't even expect to see Israel. Then I'm going to skip down to verse 32. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with one for them all the day long, and there shall be no might in thy hand. Brother Bowie uses this reference all the time. Ruth, when Kinsey got taken away, and her dad could do nothing, nothing at all. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 36. The Lord shall bring, bring thee and thy king, which thou shalt set over thee, unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And there shalt thou serve other gods, wood and stone. People be worshiping the cross, doing Christmas, all these things that we didn't know until we got over here. Um, the, verse 37, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whether the Lord shall lead thee. We name, we be named every name that's not even ours. What do we call Negro, the N-word, African-American, Afro-American, Black, but nobody calls us Israelite. And then I'm going to skip down to verse 43. The stranger that is within thee shall get up above thee very high, and thou shalt come down very low. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed, because thou hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And so that's just the curse, the blessings and the cursing. In the short version, y'all can go back and read all of it yourself, but you can see what end of the stick that we fell on. Now I want to go to Leviticus 26 and 14, and it says, But if ye will not hearken unto me, and will not do all these commandments, and if ye shall despise my statutes, or if your soul abhor my judgment, so that ye will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, I also will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning agu that shall consume thy eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. Now, agu is a, is a sickness, like a fever or like a virus that we have right now. And uh, when it says, um, I will appoint over you terror, who's terrorizing us today? But we need to remember this came from the Lord and only from him. Verse 17, and I will set my face against you, and ye shall be slain before your enemies, that they hate you, shall reign over you. Ye shall flee with none pursuing you. So you try to run away, ain't nobody going to try to help you or save you. None of that. And I'm going to skip down to verse 19. And I will break the pride of your power, and I will make your heaven as iron and your earth as brass. People say, black power, black pride. But verse 19 just said, and I will break the pride of your power. Mm. Now, Let's go to Exodus 32, 
and 1 through 2, real quick. Exodus 32, verses 1 through 2. And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we want not what has become of him. Come on now. Come on. Already. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And then skip down to verse 4. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after, after he had made it a molten, a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And we wonder why we're in the condition we are in today. This is Israel. Aaron was the priest. He was in charge when Moses was gone. And look what we did. Now my last place I want to go to is Isaiah 8 and 19. Isaiah 8. And 19, because I think this is really important. And when they shall say unto you, seek unto them that have familiar spirits, and unto wizards that peep, and that mutter, should not a people seek unto their God for the living to the dead? So people, why are people seeking unto God? Because he's the only answer. He's the only way out of this, out of this. That's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you so much. You definitely gave a great rundown um, as to how we got in the condition that we're in. Because, again, as she explained in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, the Lord said, if we listen diligently into his voice to do all his statutes, his laws, and his commandments, again, one of the biggest ones is the Sabbath day. And we see that in our community, the doors of the churches are not open on Saturday, from Friday sundown to Saturday mm-hmm. sundown, but they're open on the first day of the week, which is Sunday, which is the day that the Romans right. gave into the worship of their God before many of them began to convert towards what we, what we know today as Roman Christianity, not Bible Christianity, but Roman Christianity. They mm-hmm. worship the sun. So the day of their sun that they set to the side was Sunday. And so, again, one of the things that I talk about when we're out here marching and protesting is why don't the church close the doors on Sunday and open it up on Saturday, the day that the Lord said. And so while we are out here doing the things that we're doing, is the Lord on our side when we can't even obey his statutes, laws, and his commandments? You know, so we're fighting against the Lord. We're fighting against prophecy. We're fighting against the commandments. But we want the Lord to intervene on our behalf. It's not going to happen, people. Let's go ahead and go to our sister, mm-hmm. Sydney. Sister Sydney, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go to you, uh, my dear niece, and you go ahead and give your summation on today's topic. Okay. So, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, today's topic is, is definitely needed, uh, especially for, you know, for the folks my age. But as far as I wanted to, before I get into scriptures, I just kind of wanted to just talk about kind of what I've noticed or what I've seen um, as far as the marching and the protesting that has taken place. Um, I will say, you know, compared to uh, like maybe five years ago, you know, in Ferguson here in St. Louis, um, we know when, when they were protesting, um, when you looked in the crowds of the protesters, there was majority and mainly black you know, black folks out there protesting and, you know, um, being upset and angry. But when you look at the protests that have taken place, 
you know, um, over the last several months. You know, it's nationwide, it's worldwide. You know, there's blacks, there's white, there's all, you know, folks from different diversities who are coming together for this movement. And ultimately, I think that is, like, awesome. Um, I think in that aspect of things, you know, protesting and, mo- and marching is kind of, you know, getting our voices heard, you know, on this in this world about what's going on with, you know, the unjust and the uh, cruelty and, you know, what's, what's, what's happening to, you know, um, as black folks here, here in America. Um, so as far as marching, I do feel like, you know, that that part of things are, um, is, is um, it's good, you know, um, if I wasn't in, in the word, you know, I'd, I'd say, yes, marching is it's, it's definitely doing something right now. Um, I do want to just like share kind of some some facts about marching and who support, who has been supporting uh, the Black Lives Movement over the last several years. Um, compared to, um, uh, like recently, you know, they've done a poll and basically asked folks, you know, uh, do the, do the Americans support the current protest? And it, it's showing that three out of four Americans, you know, today, you know, support are supporting the protest compared to, you know, uh, protesting like maybe two or three years ago where it was, um, less than 40% of p- people supporting Black Lives Matter, um. And that, and that in itself, I feel like is is awesome. Like that's 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 good. those are good numbers. You know, those are people recognizing that you know blacks are not treated right. You know, I mean, regardless if they you know follow what's written in the book, people are recognizing and waking up to you know, the fact that you know we are treated differently in, in America and, and as a whole. Um, so I think that is good. Um, but um, also, and uh, I wanted to kind of there was another poll that was asked. You know, Americans, do you support the protesting following the death or the killing of uh, um, Floyd, and um, nearly, you know, half, you know, about 70 or 47 percent of the Americans said that they do currently support um, the protesting following his death, and of that 70 percent, uh, I'm sorry, of that 47 percent, 74 percent, you know, say that they strongly, you know, support it versus in 2018 when they were kind of asked the same question, more than half of the folks said they didn't support, you know, Black Lives Matter or, you know, protesting. So in that sense of, you know, it's marching, you know, paying off and it's protesting paying off, I I think it is as far as, you know, maybe, you know, there may be some laws being changed in the future or, you know, just, you know, how black people are seen in America. That in, in itself I feel um, – that is changing uh, due to protesting. But because I am Israel and we are Israel, we do have to remember what is written in this great book of ours. Um, So as far as some scriptures, I did want to go to um, um, 2 Chronicles 14, and I'll read. It says um, it's basically what we should be doing instead of, not instead of, but, as, you know, if we're going to march, we should still, you know, what's written in the book. Um, and it says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will, for- and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So, yeah, he's basically saying, you know, the people who, you know, who he called Israel, who we are written as to be in his priest, uh, when we, you know, turn from 
this world, the worldly things, and humble ourselves and seek him, then, you know, he will find favor and find favor um, for us in this land. And then it says, now my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto prayer that is made in this place. For now have I chosen and sanctified this house, meaning I feel Israel, that he's talking, that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart shall be there perpetually. So um, another scripture that I wanted to kind of just touch base on as far as, you know, Israel and um, um, being captive and um, what's written. Um, We can go to Ezekiel um, 11 and 16, I'll read 16 through 21, and it says, Therefore, saith the Lord God, although I have cast them far among the heathen, I also, and although I have scattered them among the countries, yet will I be to them as a little sanctuary in thy countries where they shall come. And then it says, Therefore, um, thus said the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And then it says, um, And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof and all the abominations thereof for them. <clears throat> and then here it's written, it's saying, um, and I will give them one heart and will put a new spirit within you. And I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and I will give them a heart of flesh. Meaning like, um, he's saying that he will basically, you know, give us, you know, a new way of thinking. You know, when we seek him, our minds, you know, will have a new way of thinking. I feel like that's what that's saying. And then 20 says, that they may walk in my statutes and keep my ordinance and do them, and they shall be my people, and I will be their God. And then here at 21 it says, but as for them whose heart walketh, after, I'm sorry, for him whose heart walketh after thy heart of thy detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their heads, said the Lord God. So like I said, you know, when we, um, um, when we search him and we seek him, he will renew and give us a new heart and a new spirit and a new way of thinking um, I truly feel like our generation, I I can't speak for anyone else, but we definitely have turned away from the Bible um, and the Lord and speaking with, you know, people who are my age, like just my friends and people who I see on Facebook, they have really um, just done away with the Bible and um, everything in it, everything. Like, <laughs> you can't tell them nothing. Um so then I also wanted to go to Hosea, get there, Hosea 8 and 8, which says, 
um, Israel is swallowed up. Now shall they be among Gentiles as a vessel where there is no pleasure. Like we're here, you know, hated. <laughs> we live in fear. Like we, I mean, it, it's written. And that's why I say like the marching and the protesting, you know, that helps, you know, a little bit for everyone, like everyone else in this world to kind of, you know, see what and how, you know, the blacks and how we are treated. But ultimately, it's written that, that that's what we're going to go through. And until we, you know, seek the Lord, until we turn back, until his, you know, his laws and his statutes and commandments, you know, ultimately, that, that's what we're going to, that's what's going to, that's what we're going to go through. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to, I did also want to go to um, Jeremiah 29. I'm sorry, y'all. And for those who tuned in, you're tuned in to What's the Real Deal Israel Youth Radio Show, and you're on the four-time national award-winning POET radio. Our subject today is with everything that's going on with the state of black people in America, with all the mar- marching, the protesting, and the fighting of freedom, fighting for freedom, really change our condition. So that's the topic that's on the table today. Um, um, Sister Genesis um, and Sister um, Sydney is giving you the biblical perspective as to what the Lord says about the condition of this people, which the world knows is African American, but the Lord calls Israel, brothers and sisters. So for those who just tuned in, this is where we are. I'm turning it back over to you, Sister Sydney. Gotcha. So, yeah, here in Jeremiah, we're just talking about, um, you know, being carried away captive. So Jeremiah 29 and 4 says, um, Thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, until all that are carried away captive, whom have I caused to be carried away from Jerusalem unto Babylon? So the Lord, you know, allowed this to happen to us. Um, it says, buy ye houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat the fruit of them. Take ye wives and begot sons and daughters and take wives for your sons and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters, uh, that they may be increase there and not um, diminished. And then it says, um, and seek the peace of the city, whither I have caused you to be carried away captive, and pray unto the Lord for it, for in the peace thereof shall ye have peace. So seeking the peace of the city and seeking the Lord, you know, he, if we pray unto the Lord, he will provide the peace in our mind and in our spirit. And ultimately, I feel like with the protesting, I mean, we're doing it peacefully, but, you know, ultimately our minds are not, you know, at peace with what is going on. Um, and then 8 says, um, for thus said the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, let not your prophets or your seveners, diviners, that be in the midst of you deceive you, neither hearken to your dreams, which ye cause to be dreamed. For they prophesied falsely unto you in my name. Um, I have not sent them, said the Lord. So, yeah, like I said, you know, 
uh, we were carried captives. The Lord allowed that to happen. And what he wants us to do is, like I said, turn and seek him and seek the peace of the city um, and seek him, and he will provide the peace unto us. Um, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there that, you go. So that's from our sister, Sydney. And make sure you get ready for your final thought also as well. We're going to go ahead and go back to the phone lines. Let's go to 773-759. And if you would like to speak, press star 2 on your phone. Again, if you would like to speak, press star 2. Let's go to 773-759. Call us. State your name and where you're calling from. It's Kenneth Jennings from out of Chicago. What's up, bro? How you feeling today? I'm doing okay. Look, we got a question on the table, and uh, we, we're coming from multiple perspectives, but definitely the biblical perspective. And a question on the table is, with all the marching and the protesting and the fighting for freedom, will this really change the condition of our people over here in America? What say you? I've been listening to the whole show, and first want to say that probably I was all earlier, that, that started everything off. It was like, oh, drop the bike moment after that, after what he, what he had to say. Um, but, yes, and I, I've been appreciating the, the, the voices of the youth of how they're expressing themselves and giving the biblical, biblical part um, of the show today, uh, which is very refreshing in knowing that our young people are actually understanding the Bible and understanding what the true religion is and not just out here being falsely um, planted out here to, to, to do the work of, the, the the people that that's trying to work against us instead of trying to lead us forward. I would like to say that none of this is actually going to change until we put God first. If we don't put God first in our lives, we're going to continue to stay in the situation that we're in. But to get more into the, the, the question, um, I, yeah, I think, yes, it will, and I think it, it has. Because um, if, if nothing else from what I haven't seen in, in years of time, you see more people accepting their role and understanding what they have, what they're doing that's working against us as far as us trying to find our um, equality and our justice. If, if we don't get white people to, to make the decision to decide that they're our part of the problem, whether they directly or not, it, it, nothing as far as here on earth is going to ever check as far as um, making laws change and things of that nature. They have to. They have to understand that they are part of it. And we, as much as we march, as much as we protest, if they don't become a side, a side of it too, we're not going to be able to just go out here and kill everybody. Always say, okay, this is what we're going to do, and this is how it's going to be. Um, only love will conquer hate. And we have to find a way to move forward. In some ways, we have. We have some states that have banned the chokehold. Um, but we need all states to do that. And that's something that we're going to have to do. Um, we got some states that's banned as far as putting your knee on on a, on a person's neck when you're trying to arrest them. We need all states to do that. So it's a little movement, and and in my years, I think I've seen a little bit more change than I've ever seen before. And I'm about to be 50, and that's a shame. It's taken 50 years of my lifetime for me to actually see some form of change from what I've seen before over those 50 years. Right. So we have to keep working and keep striving and keep moving forward with the protests and keep making sure our voices are heard, uh, uh, almost under any means necessary. Keep moving forward. Don't be shut, shut up. Don't shut up. Don't stop talking because that's what they want us to do. They want to find things that's going to be able to entertain us 
to put in front of us so we don't stop we'll stop talking about that and talking about who won the basketball game or who won the football game. Those things is just it, it's about money, but it's just not about money. It's a distraction. So we cannot let ourselves be distracted from what we need to be working on, what's in the forefront, what we need to be pushing for. And that's what we need to do. And then another thing, we gotta go vote. I always ask people, they say, Well my vote don't count. If your vote don't count, why are they working so hard to keep you from voting? When they go into Kentucky, where they got six hundred thousand people who are supposed to go to one polling place to vote because they closed all the other ones down. They try to keep you from voting. If it wasn't that important, why keep me from doing it? That's my thoughts. All right, we appreciate that. We'll go to our 30-second um, comments from our youth today, and um, we will get their perspective. So let's go to um, Genesis first. Let's go to Genesis first and hear your 30-second um, uh, comment on what Mr. Kenneth Jennings just spoke about. You're live. Go ahead. All I'm going to say is what I was trained to do and what I was told to do and what I was commanded to do was just preach the gospel. And what I'm going to go to one place, Luke 21 and 24, and it says, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations. And Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And that's all I'm going to say. All right, Sister Sydney. Hello, yes. Um, yeah, I agree with Brother. Um, I just, like he said, that they are making a little changes. Um, but ultimately, you know, we, we still have to just keep the Lord first in all this. Um, and I, 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 I agree. Um, with the voting aspect that he mentioned, um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> brother had some. He had some valid points. You know, and it's a sticky situation because uh, uh, I'm different from a lot of Israelites. You know, I, I believe in going out there and making a difference in my community. And um, you know, over 104 people were shot in Chicago over the Father's Day Juneteenth weekend. And over a dozen people were killed, um, you know, on the south side and the west side of Chicago. And so I'm one of those ones that like to go into the community, mm-hmm. like to reach out, reach out to the young people and mentor the young people. And although I know that our condition will not change until the Lord comes back, my job is to try to teach um, the young people what thus saith the Lord. And so they may come up under his covenant, under his statutes, laws, and his commandments. And um, from that perspective, my job is to try to get them to help them save themselves by coming under the blood of Jesus. And so, you know, a lot of our brothers and sisters say, well, I'm not getting involved. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to sit back. I'm just going to watch, and I'm just going to look. But we got to get out there where the people are. And I'm sorry, my perspective is we got to get out there where the people are. And like uh, Brother Julius said, he said, if I do go out there, then I'm going to be preaching the word of God while I'm out there, you know. And, again, we have to go to where the people are, you know what I'm saying. And if the people are outside and they're protesting and if you can pull one or two to the side and let them know that, hey, you know, I understand that what we're doing, we're trying to make drastic changes. And like Brother Kenneth said, 
we have changed some things in police policy where you can't do the chokehold now, you can't put the knee on the neck now. And so if we did not speak up, these things would not come to pass where those things would be changed. But we also got to make our people understand that we did this in the 60s. We did this in the 80s. We did this in the 90s. We did this in 2010. And we're doing it again in 2020. And we'll do it again in 2025 and 2030. And so from that perspective, the change that we ultimately seek, which is the freedom of the freedom from oppression and being under the oppression of the Gentile rule, we have to understand what the Word of God says when it comes to being free from under the oppression of the Gentile rule or the rule of white people, which is what we're under. It says that that will not change until Jesus comes back. So if our oppression or rule under Gentile or white people won't change until Jesus comes back, then what do you think? will really change when it comes to the freedom, justice, and equality that we so seek while we're under this oppression. That's really not going to change either. We're going to make some advancements. Sure enough, we've done that since the 60s. We've made some advancements. Um, 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 Individuals have been able to be successful under this oppression, but the Lord said that too. I will give you, um, um, uh, and I forget the word, per se, but I'm going to paraphrase, uh, I would be a sanctity to you, okay? And the Lord has been a sanctity to us, you know, in this nation and to other nations that we've been spreaded or scattered to during the transatlantic slave trade. But I want to read to you what the Word says in the book of Romans, the 13th chapter, because, see, some people don't understand that if the Lord put us in this condition and if he put us under the power of the nations in which we went in, then what are we to do while we're in those nations? Right here it says that Romans the 13th chapter, verse 1, let, it, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. These are your governments and your ruling powers, even police authority, right? So if I am to be subject to police authority, and people get mad at me when I say this, but... In my opinion, and my wife have have worked on me on saying that, in my opinion, I believe that Sandra Bland would still be alive today if she just took her ticket and went on about her way, rather than to get into a confrontation with the police officer, rather than to resist arrest like some of our brothers and, and sisters have done. I believe that many of the ones that are dead today would still be alive if they were Subject unto the higher power. That means the police officer that pulled them over, if they would have said, yes, sir, officer, I understand. Here's my license. Here's my registration. Take me to jail. You know what I'm saying? And you live another day. And so because we don't understand what the word of God says, we become confrontational. We resist the rest. The man that was in the drive-thru a few weeks ago who was sleeping in his car, it was a regular conversation with the police. Everything was fine. And then something happened where at one moment he chose to resist the rest and fight with the police and took the taser and ran away. That gave the police officer the door 
it opened up the door for the police officer to fire and shoot and kill him. Was it justified? No, it was not justified. Should the officer pay? Under the law, he committed murder. He should pay. So what I'm saying to you is that when we don't understand that the Lord commands us to be in subject to the higher powers, it says, for there is no power but God, the powers that be are ordained of God. Whatsoever, therefore, whosoever, therefore, resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to evil. Would thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. So, I'm I'm giving you some 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 examples of something. I'm not being an apologist for those who are out there. I'm not trying to make excuses for dirty cops or for cops that have used excessive force or anything of that sort. I'm just saying to my brothers and my sisters out there, if you get pulled over, do not resist arrest. Do not get in confrontation with the powers that be. And then maybe some of our results, because everybody, Philando Castile was just in a passenger seat of his car, and he told him, he said, hey, I have a concealed and carry, and the police officer just shot him to death. So he didn't resist arrest. He didn't do anything wrong. So this don't apply to every situation, but I'm just letting you know that many of the situations that we have seen didn't have to be the way that they were if they would not have resisted arrest. Not all, but some. All right, let's go ahead and go back, and let's see if we have um, another caller that would like to speak on today's show. Uh, Brother Duncan Ellison, you should be ready now, brother. I didn't give you an opportunity to get yourself together. Let's see. Uh, seven, seven, three, uh, eight, <laughs> eight. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the line now. I've been having difficulty. I was trying to communicate with my son, too, and listen, and I'm getting in this building and stuff. But anyway, I mean, it's been amazing, everybody's comments and uh, the young lady who spoke so well about what we need to be aware of and how we need to call and humble ourselves in prayer. And uh, if we obey him and turn from our wicked ways here, heal the land. You know, that's the key scripture that's like basically the direction to the answer. And uh, everything else was ed- educating me, so I, I got to digest it. <laughs> it was just amazing what I've learned, it, and it's just inspiring. Yeah, recognizing the need of truth in our life. All right. Well, well we, we definitely appreciate that. Let's go ahead and go to uh, the next caller. Um, let's go to... Seven seven three nine nine four. State your name and where you're calling from. Yes, how you doing? This is uh, <clears throat> Sarani Iwakael, Yehuda Ben Yashael, Elder of Zion Urban Heritage Ministries, located in Chicago, Illinois. All right, my brother, we got a question on the table. Centered, family focused, and kingdom driven. We have a question on the table for you. The question is: with all the marching. With all the protesting and with all the fighting for freedom, according to biblical scripture and those type of things, um, will that change 
the condition of black people here in America, which the world knows as African Americans, but we know that according to the scripture, to the Bible, that we are Israelites. What say you, my brother? Well, my word on that is, word says to keep the laws, statutes, and commandments of the Most High. And also it tells us to render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and render unto the Most High what is the Most High. Well, if we are the children of the Most High, I believe our freedom is going to come from our obedience. We understand what led us into the curse. So what leads us back into um, back into the blessings of the Most High, which is its obedience? I think that we're supposed to keep the laws of the land because pretty much, um, not all, but the blueprint of their law comes from our law. So that shouldn't be hard to keep. Uh, now, what's going on in today's society with the marching and the rioters? Me personally, um, for being out here, um, I'm not like most Hebrew Israelites. Um, I have a camp, and we out in the streets. And what I'm seeing, I don't think we need to partake in it, me personally. Uh, the whole Black Lives Matters thing, it's kind of hard to partake in an organization that's being funded by white supremacists to promote homosexuality. All the leaders of the Black Lives Matters movement. Watch out now. Much, Watch out now. You're getting deep, my brother. You're getting deep. Go ahead. Speak on it, brother. I'm just, I, what I'm looking at is the abomination. All right. The organization right. is pretty much built upon the uh, the LB, the whole lesbian gay movement. And right. Right. pretty much what it is, is we're funding the Black Lives Matter, which is funding um, the Democratic Party's um, homosexual agenda to promote this homosexual feminist movement and our people really need to take a step back being filled with the Ruach with the, with the, with the set apart spirit and understand and be able to see and know the difference between truth and propaganda uh-huh. and what's being lit, what's being fed to us right now is a bunch of propaganda and we can remove ourselves the word says that we're supposed to be Separate. We're supposed to separate ourselves. We are to be set apart. To be set apart and still partaking in this Babylonian system is pretty much an oxymoron. Can't do both. All right? It's kind of hard to, for me to partake in a black movement that has been turned from a black movement to a homosexual movement. So the whole black Right has became a, a homosexual civil rights act now, right? And you know our enemies do what they do. You know they're, they're culture vultures. They 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 replace us with whatever agenda that's on their table. And we need to really take a step back now. The whole uh, Sandra Bland thing that you were speaking about earlier. Um. They didn't kill her because she resisted arrest. That was a pretty much a hit, man. 
because she had became sovereign. And they put a, a, a mark on her head. And most of us that goes and, and become out here on the front line fighting for our people that's making too much noise, they do what they do. They always have killed our prophets and our speakers. But when, when you step into a position to stand, you're ready to fall when you stand. And that don't mean not to stand. It means embrace your fall if that's what the Most High have called you to do is to stand for the rights Well, let's go ahead and go to our youth, and let's go ahead and go to um, Sister Genesis first, and we will get her 30-second feedback on what you spoke about, and then Sister Sydney's, and then um, we will go from there. Go, um, Sister Genesis, um, your feedback? I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly, um, brother. I didn't catch your name, but um, yeah, if you look up the... Black Lives Matter movement. I can't stand with it because it's contrary to what the Word of God says. Everybody tries to get on your bandwagon, but nobody wants to actually help you out. Nobody wants to turn to the Lord. So that I can't partake in that. I, I can't support something that is contrary to the Word of God because you can't serve God and hold the devil's hand at the same time. It's just you can't serve two masters, and that's just how it's going to be. So that's my thing. Okay, Sister Sydney. Same. Yeah, I agree with uh, Brother's statement. You know, the Black Lives, I actually watched like a little um, video this morning, got a little bit more information on it. And I agree with Brother, and I was going to say, you know, if I do go out there and protest, and I'm going to make sure my signs say, uh, Israelite lives matter, okay? That's all I got. All right, we thank you for that, and we thank you for calling in, um, my brother. We got to get that brother on the truth hour also as well. Um, this is the brother that I started with with um, Zion Urban Outreach Ministries um, when he first began to put it together, and so we look forward to doing some great things where we're doing some collaborations with the Truth Hour and Zion Urban Outreach Ministries. Uh, one of my childhood friends actually been knowing that brother for over thirty years. Let's go to, I think, our last caller, 708-965. Our last caller, 708-965. Caller, state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, good evening, Black. This is Brother Julius calling from Madison, Illinois. How you doing, my brother? Yeah, just getting off work, brother, just getting off work, listening to the show, enjoying the show, enjoying all the comments, and in uh, and, and, and most parts agreeing with, just about everything that's being said, you know. But the bottom line is, uh, all of this is happening because the, uh, the Lord chose a particular people to bring forth and shine the light to the rest of the nations of the world. Our ancestors didn't do that, and so the Lord pronounced these curses in Deuteronomy 28 chapter and other scriptures, even in Daniel, all the scriptures Somebody has to fulfill the negative end of Scripture. The Lord, we sold our God, we sold Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. And when Pontius Pilate, the Gentiles, tried to let him go, our people, our people said, free Barabbas, crucify Jesus. And Pilate said, what has he done? 
I find no fault in this man. So we have always hated our God. We have always hated instruction. So all of these curses are upon us to identify us. We provoke the Lord with, to anger with other gods, with pagan gods, and with building of groves and everything and sun worship and moon and star worship, even to this day. So the Lord said, I'm going to punish you, uh, uh, Ezekiel, I'm sorry, Amos 3 and 2, 1 and 2. He said, I'm going to punish you for all of your transgressions. The other nation can get a, paddle, uh, 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 a slight whooping, but you're going to get penalized. You're going to get killed. You're, get, you're going to get hung. You're going to march. You're going to protest, which is not our wisdom among the nations. The Lord said, when you keep my law, statutes, commandments, this is your wisdom among the nations. But we didn't do it. The Lord even told us if we kept his Sabbath day, he would let us stay in the land so that the other nation can have can look at us and say, well, there is Israel. Well, we didn't do it. And he pronounced all the curses upon us and to identify us. The good news is, this captivity is almost over. We are in the last days of the Gentiles, and so it's going to be that way. No matter how we march, no matter how we protest, our anger is misdirected. Uh, and so, therefore, we are angry at all the nations, at every nation. We're angry at the Mexicans. We're angry at the Indians. We're angry at the Chinese. We're, we're saying that other people are coming over here taking our jobs. Well, let me remind you, sisters and brothers, we were never brought over here to be on top. We were brought over here as a punishment for, keep, for breaking his laws, statutes, and commandments. I lay this at the pastor's feet because your first training comes from your home and from your, from your places of worship. But because uh, many false prophets have scattered and destroyed the lowest flock, all of this drama has come upon us to identify us. The only people in the world that's called by, that's named after two nations, African-American, instead of Israel. You understand? Even the Africans, you don't see this kind of stuff going on in their neighborhoods. You understand? And they don't come to your defense. You know, nothing negative against them. But this thing is between us and the Lord, and the whole drama is about bloodline and curse to identify our people. The great news is the Lord said when I, in Deuteronomy 30th chapter, read it on your own, when you acknowledge your transgressions, I'm going to come and get you because I did this to you. I used the Gentiles as my hands and my fingers. I did this to you. I provoked them to anger. I provoked the policemen to do this to you, to identify you. I know it's ugly, but he told you I'm going to punish you seven times worse for your iniquities to identify you until you acknowledge your transgressions and talk about getting revenge and, and going and shooting at the, uh, the authority that have rule over this, that is a, that is a uh, uh, avenue to suicide. You don't manufacture no guns. You don't manufacture no bullets. You are a captive. We fill up the jail cells, and the only thing that we have is our God. So the best thing to do is to acknowledge our transgressions and turn back to him, and each one teach one. And show, he says, show my people their error. Show my people their error, and then, and then I give you a little reprieve. So I don't look to the boat to help me, you understand, because all my help comes from the Lord. And if they do anything to pass a law, how many lives have to die 
before a law gets passed. Nobody considers that because the thing is from the Lord. And he told you, I'll be a little sanctuary among you. If you obey the laws of the land, I can let you get that new car. I can let you get that new house. But as a nation, you're going to serve every bit of this curse until I come and get you out of it. That's all I got to say. We appreciate that. And that's such a good final thought that our brother um, laid out, you know, for us to close out the show. Um, We are going in overtime. um, So let's go ahead and go to our host, um, Genesis and Sydney. It is time for our final thoughts for today's. And and let me just say, I had a wonderful time, wonderful time on this show today. And we gave people book, we gave people scripture, we gave people information, we gave people, uh, 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 we, we gave the people peace and comfort and mind and knowing what um, we are to look forward to and what is to come so that they won't be disappointed and they won't be surprised when we end up here five years from now or, or whatever, you know. So let's go ahead and go to our wonderful host this afternoon, Genesis, 20-year-old Genesis and 26-year-old <laughs> Sydney, uh, for their final thoughts today. Genesis, we'll go with you first. Okay, um, this is just, I'm going to use a closing scripture. Um, go to Romans 12 and 19. And Romans 12 and 19 says, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So you want to go out and get revenge and dress in all black and get all these guns. But Romans 12 and 19 just said, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So don't worry about it, because at the end of the day, if you do what the Lord says, all that he does, he will get back. And I promise you that. Well, thank Amen. you so much for that. You did a wonderful job, sis. Let's go ahead to um, Sydney. Uh, yeah, my closing scripture um, is going to go to uh, Luke 24 and 44. And basically just says, um, and he said unto them, these are the words which I speak unto you. While I was yet with you, that all the all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. So, you know, the scripture, all of it has to come, has to be fulfilled. And um, like Sis says, you know, everyone else come in it, you know, turn to the Lord and seek the Lord. And ultimately he will provide that peace unto you. Um, and, yeah, that's my closing. No, we thank you for that. And I just want to close out with uh, Matthew, the 24th chapter, because, um, you know, I want, to, I want to show you what Jesus said to this. Um, and it says that Matthew 24, 2, and, and, and I'm sorry, 24 and, and 3, it says, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us. When shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? Now, everybody wants to know when Jesus is going to come back. But Jesus has to let you know what's going to happen before he comes back. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. Now, 
uh, verse 7, it says, For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famine and pestilence, your coronaviruses, and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginnings of sorrow. It says, And then shall many be offended at verse 10, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. What's going on right now? Not only are we fighting the coronavirus, trying to stay away from that and get a cure for that or some type of vaccine for that, we're also fighting against, um, um, you know, injustices um, in this country, and we're also fighting against crime committed by our own people in our own community. It says here at verse 10 again, it says, and then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. Um, let me, let's go down a little bit further. Now we're getting into the great tribulation period because you think that you're seeing something now, but wait till you see what is to come. It says, for then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor... Shall, uh, ever shall be, and except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, but for the elect's sake, for Israel's sake, those days shall be shortened, right? And let me go down a little bit further. At verse 29, it says, immediately after the tribulation, because we're talking about when Jesus is going to come, when these things are going to end, that we've been experiencing and we that we've been going through in this country, this is... It. This tells you when it's going to happen. It says in it says at verse twenty nine, immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and the and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds, having of heaven with great power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together, gather together his elect. Who is his elect? It's us, it's Israel, those who were the descendants of the transatlantic slave trade, and he shall gather together his elect from the four winds. From one end of the heaven, this earth, to the other end, okay? And so, brothers and sisters, we're giving you this information to let you know that the time of the Gentile has to be fulfilled. This is on a time schedule, not on you, your and I time schedule. We want it to end now. But we're not on our own time. We're on the Lord's time, brothers and sisters. And we, the Lord says this thing has to play out because my word has to come to pass. Prophecy has to be fulfilled. And so not one moment or one second earlier, brothers and sisters, than the time that the Lord has given us for these things to play out. With the freedom, the justice, Equality that we so seek really be ours. Should the time of the Gentile be fulfilled, 
Until our Lord and Savior, Jesus Yeshua, comes back, brothers and sisters. We thank you for listening again to another edition of What's the Real Deal Israel Youth Radio Show, hosted by Genesis, Sydney, and Big Lou, who had a, um, I believe he had a um, death in the family, and so he couldn't make it today. So tune in in two weeks from today, brothers and sisters, for our next What's the Real Deal Israel, as we discuss another important topic, and we're going to give you that Bible, and we're going to let you know what that book says as it relates to that topic. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless all of you, and have a happy Sabbath in Jesus' name. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.